Today on The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe. Every single person here faces temptation. That I guarantee. In this passage, we see our magnificent Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, defeating the devil. And as we see him in action, we learn how we who follow him, we who are united with our Lord Jesus Christ, are able to resist our enemy. Welcome to The Verdict, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor John Monroe, Senior Pastor of Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Everyone experiences temptation, including followers of Christ. But is overcoming temptation just a matter of willpower? Today, we're learning from the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. How does the only perfect man defeat the schemes of the devil? Here's Pastor John Monroe to introduce today's lesson. Everyone encounters temptation as part of life in our fallen world. What temptations are you now facing? How should you respond? How can you defeat the devil in your own sinful desires? Or is that even possible? Last time we saw Satan tempting our Lord Jesus Christ in the wilderness. Can you believe the audacity of the devil? We saw the sinlessness of Jesus. There is none like him, nor will there ever be anyone like him. The sinlessness of the Son of God is very important. And the greater the temptation of our Lord, the greater shone His perfection and purity as the Lamb of God. Listen now as we think of the strategy of Jesus in defeating our enemy. We will then learn some important lessons so that we also can resist temptation. Matthew 4, 4 then, verse 1, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you're the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. And he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you're the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, again it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you'll fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. In this passage, we see our magnificent Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, defeating the devil. And as we see him in action, we learn how we who follow him, we who are united with our Lord Jesus Christ, are able to resist our enemy. Now, before we consider the specific temptations, the three of them that I've read, I want first to remind us of the uniqueness of our Lord. This is very, very important. There is none like him, nor will there ever be anyone like him. So I want us, first of all, to think again, of the sinlessness of the Son of God as we see it here. Jesus is tempted 
by the devil. But Matthew, in this passage, is reminding us of the uniqueness of Jesus. Who is Jesus? He is, the, he is God incarnate. He is the Son of God. Now James tells us in James 1 that God cannot be tempted with evil. So the divine nature of Jesus, he's God, he could not sin. God can't sin, obviously. And therefore, the human nature wouldn't sin. So the writer of Hebrews says, he's holy, he's innocent, he's unstained, he is separated from sinners. So what's happening here when Jesus is being tempted by Satan? Was God's eternal plan of salvation in jeopardy when Jesus is being tempted? Absolutely not. Our Lord Jesus Christ is appointed from all of eternity as the spotless, sinless Lamb of God. Now someone says, John, wait a minute. But does that mean that the temptation in the wilderness was unreal? Not at all. It was very real. An invincible army may still be attacked, but think of this. The Bible says that our Savior in every respect has been tempted as we have yet without sin. Now at the temptation then, we see the sinlessness of the Son of God, but we also see his strategy. What is his strategy when he's tempted? Well, he quotes scripture, and the wonderful thing is that although we're not God, we can use the same strategy. Now look at the first temptation, verse three. Notice his description, the tempter. He comes and says, if you're the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. And he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Adam is tempted by fruit, we read in, in Genesis 3, which was pleasing to the eyes. The devil tempts Jesus in terms of his very real hungry. Jesus is hungry. Now, eating bread isn't sinful, but Jesus never uses his miraculous powers in a self-serving way. What's the second temptation? Well, the devil, verse 5, takes our Lord to the holy city, Jerusalem, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down for it's written, he will command his angels concerning you and on their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. If you're the son of God, God will catch you. Isn't that written in scripture? Find it surprising that the devil knows the Bible? He does. And he's referring to Psalm 91, which is a wonderful psalm. He's quoting, in fact, Psalm 91, verses 11 and 12. Listen to it in Psalm 91. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Something the devil leaves out. On their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. He doesn't include the, ver the words at the end of verse 11 in Psalm 91, in all your ways. And notice the Lord's perfect response in verse seven. Again, it is written, 
You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Now, that would be manipulating God. That would be creating an unnecessary emergency, forcing God, as it were, to act in a certain way. No, the scripture says, devil, don't put the Lord God to the test. Jesus doesn't need a sign from the Father to prove the Father's care. The Son of God's total and quite trust is in his Father. Don't put God to the test. And then the third temptation, verse eight, the devil takes him to a very high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and says to him, all these I will give you if you'll fall down and worship me. Think of the audacity of the devil. It's incredible, isn't it? Think of his boldness. Think of his absolute impertinence. The devil to come and to talk in such a way and to try and tempt the Lord in such a way. You'll get all of these kingdoms of the world if you just fall down and worship me. That, of course, would mean there would be no cross, no suffering, no atonement for our sins. What's the Lord's brilliant answer? It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only. Notice the little word only. Him only shall you serve. You can only serve one person. You can only have one top priority. The first commandment, no, you don't worship anyone or anything other than the Lord God. And in fact, Jesus has a greater authority, a greater power than anything that, David, that Satan could give him. Matthew's going to tell us the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 28. All authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. Now, what was the Lord's strategy then in dealing with the devil's temptation? Verse four, it is written. Verse seven, again it is written. Verse 10, for it is written. Isn't that very instructive for us? Our Lord quotes the word of God to resist the testing and the temptation coming from the devil. Yes, our Lord knew, obeyed, and submitted to the Holy Scriptures. The three scriptures that our Lord quotes all come from Deuteronomy 6 and Deuteronomy 8, where Israel is being tested in the wilderness. Israel failed their test in the wilderness. God's son, our Lord Jesus, triumphs in the wilderness. And then the devil leaves him, it says. And the interesting that the angels came and were ministering to him. Verse 11. Do you understand? In resisting the devil, the word of God is crucial. The devil, false teachers, false religions, the cults, all quote scripture. Invariably, they take scripture out of his context. They misquote it. They misapply it. And even those of us who are followers of Jesus need to be careful that we handle the word of God accurately. Sometimes followers of Jesus claim a promise from scripture thinking that the promise of Scripture must be fulfilled by God right at this time, as if we are, in a sense, manipulating God or demanding something of God. 
For example, is it true that God protects his people? Of course it is. That's said over and over again in scripture. Is Psalm 91 true? Of course it's true. But that doesn't mean that you jump off a bridge and then say that God will protect you in all of your ways. That would be foolish. That would be testing God. What are our strategies for dealing with temptation? Have you been tempted this week? Did you succumb? What what strategy did you use? Here it is. Turn with me to Ephesians 6. This is a great chapter on spiritual warfare. Yes, this is spiritual warfare. Uh, What's the weapons? How do we handle this? You know, I find this so encouraging. Can I spell it out? Temptation in your life can be resisted. You're going to be tempted today, tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You're going to be tempted with something. I don't know what it is. But you, yes, if you know Jesus Christ, that temptation can be resisted. What's the divine strategy? Ephesians 6 verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. No, on your own, you will have, you are no match against the enemy. He's far more intelligent than you are, and he's certainly far more devious, and he's had plenty, plenty of experience. There is no contest between you by yourself and the devil. He'll demolish you every single time. So what am I to do? I'm to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, not the might The education, the gifts, the abilities, the experience of John Monroe, I'm to be strong in his might, God's might. That means that each day you're to draw on the Lord's strength, knowing that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Notice it. God strengthens you and God will help you when you do this through Christ who strengthens you me. Isaiah 40 verse 31, you should know this verse by now, that it is those who wait on the Lord who shall be renewed in strength, who shall mount up with with wings like eagles, who will run and not be weary, who will walk and not faint. How are you going to receive the spiritual strength? Answer, waiting on the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So daily wait on the Lord. Daily ask God for his strength. Daily get on your knees and ask God for his strength. Because today could be the one of the days that you face the fiercest temptation of your life. And when that temptation comes, you want to be strong in the Lord. Daily pray as our Lord taught us. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. A good prayer for every day. Our Savior said in the garden, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. Are you watching? Are you praying? Are you strong in the Lord today? First, be strong in the Lord. Secondly, put on the full armor of God. Verse 11 of Ephesians 6, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil, the strategies of the devil. He's so devious, isn't he? 
you, you, have you found out the way he comes to you and tries to harass you? What am I to do? Put on the full armor of God. God supplies me with all of the armor is described in detail here in Ephesians chapter six. I commend it to you. But every day I'm to put it on. I need protection against the attacks of the tempter, of the devil, of the Satan, of the accuser, of the father of lies. Can I mention two important parts of the armor are mentioned in Ephesians, the shield of faith. The shield which is faith. It extinguishes the fiery missiles of the enemy, Paul says. Picture of the Roman soldier, he's got his shield. The enemy is attacking, he needs protection. What's he going to put up? He puts up the shield of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So as you go into the spiritual warfare, as you're attacked, as the devil attacks you, as you're aware of your own sinful desires, go strong in the Lord, go believing that the Lord is going to give you the victory because this shield of faith extinguishes his fiery darts. And of course, very importantly, take up the sword of the Spirit. Ephesians 6 verse 17, take the helmet of salvation, protecting my head, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's what our Lord Jesus did. Was going to be successful against the devil? The sword of the Spirit. It is written. Again it is written. It is written. For it is written. Psalm 119 verse 11. Your word I've stored up. I've treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's why it's wonderful that our children, our students are learning the Word of God. That's why it's so important that you study this book, that you know the Word of God. So when the devil comes and deceives you with his lies, and he's a master at deception, you can stand with truth, the truth of the Word of God. So study the Word of God. So first, be strong in the Lord. Secondly, put on the full armor of God. Third, stand firm against the devil, verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore. Don't retreat. Don't be afraid. Don't go hunting out the devil. Some people say, well, we're going to find the devil and his demons. No, 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 don't do that. They're going to come to you. And when they come, don't retreat. Stand firm. Picture of warfare, you stand, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's the promise of God, I guarantee it. Try it this week. Strong in the Lord, armor of God, including the shield of faith and the word of God, and to stand fast. This is a promise of God, you're on the victory side. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Yes, the devil is strong, but God Almighty is with us, therefore resist him. And we praise God that our enemy is defeated by our sinless Savior. In the future, he's going to be absolutely destroyed. But meantime, Peter tells us, he prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. He looks out over this congregation and says, well, who, 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 who am I going to get after this week? Think of the picture of the lion 
prowling around, just waiting to pounce. So when he comes and he prowls around you, stand firm, don't be fearful. Get that shield of faith. Ask God for his help. Know the word of God and stand firm. Always keep your eyes on the Savior. Always have your ears open to his word. And rejoice that the victory has been won by our Lord Jesus Christ. I am to know the word. I am to study the word of God. I am to obey it. And anything contrary to the word of God must be resisted. He will skew the word of God. He will deceive you with his lies. Here is the invariable truth. Anything. Doesn't matter who's saying it. Whether it's the government. Whether it's your parent. Whether it's your wife. Your school teacher. Someone you admire. Anything or anyone. Contrary to the word of God. Must be resisted. This is absolute truth. This is where I take my stand. And the devil will twist at things. Stand firm. Repent. Live a life of humility. Turn from that sinful practice. Resist that devil. And when the devil tempts you, quote scripture. We praise our Lord Jesus Christ. Not only that he's the Holy One, but he's a forgiving God. And when we fail, as fail we do, there is forgiveness at the cross. Can you ask God to forgive that sin? Can you repent of that sin to live a holy life? No, we only, only worship the Lord. We only serve the Lord, trust and love the Savior with all of your heart. Father, we thank you for our Savior. We thank you for his magnificent sinlessness. We thank you for the strategy that he adopted that we also can adopt to stand firm against the enemy. And I pray Father, as we prepare our hearts that you will cleanse us from all sin and all unrighteousness as we come to the cross. We thank you that the devil is defeated because our Savior conquered him at the cross and is alive forevermore. And we know that ultimately he will be thrown into the lake of fire. Help us in time to resist him and to stand firm and live lives humbly to your glory. In Christ's name, amen. That's Pastor John Monroe, and you're listening to The Verdict. Today's message is titled, Temptation. And remember, if you ever miss part of these daily lessons, you can always catch up by listening through our website at theverdict.org. And as a thank you to our listeners, we'd like to send you a special resource that will help you clarify and deepen your understanding of what it means to follow Jesus on a daily basis. It's a booklet by John called Life in the Kingdom and it focuses on the very practical instructions Jesus gave His followers about how we're meant to live. So if you'd like to grow in your relationship with God and live every day as an authentic follower of Christ, reach out today and request or download your free copy of Life in the Kingdom at theverdict.org. And while you're on our website, you'll have the opportunity to play a part in what God is doing through The Verdict by making a generous donation to support this ministry. Your support will help us share God's Word with new listeners in your community and around the world. So if reaching others with the gospel is something you're passionate about, consider giving a special New Year's gift to support this ministry today. You can easily give whatever amount you feel led to by visiting theverdict.org. 
You can also give over the phone by calling us at 833-551-2231 or send a check through the mail by writing to The Verdict, Care of Calvary Church, 5801 Pineville Matthews Road, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28226. Now, here's Pastor John Monroe. Well, what's your verdict? Are you praising God for the sinlessness of His Son, Jesus? Pray that you'll be strong in the Lord when you're tempted. Know the Word of God so that you too can quote Scripture when you are tempted. Isn't it exciting to know that if you resist the devil, he will flee from you? So be strong. Resist the devil. Claim the victory you have in Jesus Christ. Next time, we'll think of the latter part of Matthew 4 and learn how to follow the Master, King Jesus. Thanks for joining us today on The Verdict. I'm Michelle Davies. Today's program with Pastor John Monroe was produced and sponsored by Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina.